Welcome to Sunday night's main event after party of the Elimination Chamber. What a show it was. This tonight is why we love professional wrestling. If you wanted emotion, if you wanted an amazing crowd, if you wanted everything, this show had it. Oh, I think there's some technical issues happening. Matt can't hear me. But yeah, this show had it all. What a night it was. It was a special night. It was, honestly, like I said, this is honestly why we watch professional wrestling. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. This, again, is Sunday Night's Main Event. Elimination Chamber After Party. Thank you, everyone. Yeah, I guess I am running solo. So let us get two things while people figure, figure out their computer setup. Again, we are using a new platform. It was tested. It was working. But you know what? This is what happens sometimes. So we hope that everyone is, uh had a great evening. Whether you're watching on YouTube, Twitter, or Facebook, thank you so much for listening. Uh, so you know what? I'm going to get two things because the most important part of the night is your feedback, your comments, because I know that this show had a lot of it. People were messaging me. People were already messaging me and they were telling me that they're angry. I think this show may have broken some people, but at the end of the day, we're going to figure this out. We're going to talk about this. And I know that Mike is going to be talking about this on the main show, which you can catch every single sunday whether it be tsn or high or iheart radio or the podcast feed we're going to be coming at you and we're going to be talking all things elimination chamber all right so as i'm still here alone i'm going to be chatting about the uh the show so we're going to just uh jump right into things i'm going to skip the pre-show because i think the pre-show and all that lead up was just a little whatever it was what it was so let's just jump right into the main show uh we had samantha irvin she introduced the entrance for the women's elimination chamber match oscar came out first carmella followed raquel rodriguez and then nikki cross came out everyone took their places in their pods and we we're ready to go all right so this match you know what i liked about this match the fact that this match was as long as it needed to be right like there's oftentimes in in professional wrestling in in general where these matches take way too long whether it be a chamber match or a one-on-one -on -one, you know it's one of those things that we talk about new, new japan pro wrestling a lot of it's like not every match needs to be that 40 minute whatever right um this match ended up going under 20 minutes, which is great, right? And and while I, f I I found that the, you know the 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 conclusion was known, I like the way that this match went, right? All right, so we start the match off. Natalia and Liv Morgan start the match. Everyone else was inside of their pod. The third entrant was Raquel Rodriguez, and her presence was felt right away. Uh, you know, she just came in there and she was playing um, the big girl. She was playing the, the, the you know, the, the power. She was playing everything. And that was really great. She splashed Natalia and Liv Morgan in the corner at the same time. She did a fall away slam on Morgan. She booted Natalia on the outside of the ring. And then 
came Nikki Cross. She was still wearing her ring jacket. Uh, she came in guns a blazing. Rodriguez threw her into the corner and she charged Nikki Cross move. Then Rodriguez cracked into the post. Cross eventually climbed the change and ended up on top of Carmela's pod. Cross took her jacket off and slammed it onto the pod and then performed a crossbody block on her three active opponents. The fifth entrant was none other than Carmela. She entered the ring, made a quick cover on Morgan and Talia, but she only got a two count. Carmela walked over to Asuka's pod and jawed and started talking crap to her. Cross then crawled over and stalked Carmela who went back into her pod to avoid Cross. Rodriguez picked up Cross, drove her through Carmela's pod glass. Uh, she then ran, locked herself in another pod. Rodriguez ended up covering and pinning Cross. And that was your first elimination at 11 minutes, 40 seconds. Morgan Boris, can you hear me? Check, check. Y yes, I can. Oh, hello. All right. So if I got to fill in for a little bit here until we get some technical issues worked out, let me see if I can get Matt on here. Let's unmute him. Matt, can you hear us? I think we're good. I think we're oh, good, oh ladies my and gentlemen. God. I think we got it going. Uh, there we go. <laughs> Sorry for showing up fashionably late to the party. How's it been, Boris? <laughs> it's been, you know, I've been talking. I've been, I've been filling the void, but I'm used to it. And here we go. Matt, how are you doing? I am well. I got a uh, water and a coffee going uh, because I wanted to stay, you know, uh, up. I was hoping to talk a lot about the, the possibilities of Sami Zayn, world champion. That didn't work out too well. But, you know, I'm, I'm feeling good. Spirits are high. It was an incredible show with a weird ending. But, uh, yeah, let's let's continue rolling on on this women's chamber match. Sorry to interrupt, brother. <laughs> Classic Matt Edder move. That's okay. Morgan hits a code breaker on Rodriguez. Cole struggles with the move carried over from SmackDown as he called a code red. That's actually kind of funny. Uh, Cole had a very weird night, but you know what the beauty is? I You can tell everyone has been so tranquilo lately because he didn't have a 75-year-old SOB yelling in his ear. So that was that. The sixth and final entrant was Asuka, who went right after Carmella. We got the Asuka's going to kill you chant. Asuka dominated Carmella and then turned and smiled at Rodriguez, who perked down with a shoulder tackle, which was booed by the crowd. Clearly, Montreal wanted Asuka to win. Asuka came right back with an octopus submission hold, which Rodriguez just powered right through. Morgan hit Asuka with a missile dropkick for a two count. Uh, Morgan then went for an oblivion, which was kicked. Natalia put Morgan in the sharpshooter. Asuka joined in by simultaneously wrenching the arm of Morgan. And that was that. She had to pass out. Uh, Liv Morgan was eliminated in the 16-minute, 40-second mark. Asuka and Natalia kept fighting back and forth. Natalia caught Asuka in the sharpshooter, but Kamala booted Natalia and got the pin in 17 minutes, 25 seconds. Asuka and Carmella took turns throwing kicks at Rodriguez, and both women pinned her. Raquel Rodriguez was eliminated by Asuka and Carmella in 18 minutes, 25 seconds. Matt, did you ever think that Asuka was going to face Carmella as her last hurdle before the road to WrestleMania really picks up. 
I gotta say, no, she would not have been my first choice, but they did have a good little final two here, uh, brief as it was. I like the finish of this match, but yeah, that one caught me off guard. Right? All right, Carmella immediately blasted Asuka with a kick to the head. They did a series of pin attempts, and then Asuka applied the Asuka lock for the win in 18 minutes, 30 seconds-ish. Asuka is officially going to WrestleMania to face Bianca Belair. We got the image. We got pointing and everything else overall. Dude, like I said, this match went somewhat expected in terms of who won. But what do you think? What did you feel? How did you feel after this match? I quite enjoyed it. I think the the reaction for it's been kind of mixed, which is surprising me. I, I actually thought people would enjoy it more than they are. Twitter and Reddit can be uh, pretty negative, I suppose. But uh, yeah, I, I feel like most of the people on our Facebook board liked it. I certainly liked it. I thought it was laid out well. Oscar had to win, and she did. Yeah, Wiki had it at 19 minutes, 30 seconds. It's pretty short for an Elimination Chamber match. But uh, yeah, overall, I thought that's it was thing, pretty right, good. Matt, hold on. But you yeah. said it, right? It's short for Elimination Chamber match. But what I'm really enjoying about the Triple H era of WWE is that I feel they have a good read, a good gauge on how long matches should be. That's a really good call. I do agree. Uh, there are some matches that maybe you could argue the main event of this show being one, especially the way it was laid out. But generally, by and large, I think you're right. And this was one of those for sure, man. And there were some spectacular spots, which I'm sure you covered in detail already. Brother, brother. Sorry, I didn't hear most of it. But uh, yeah, man, they really uh, they laid this out well. Everyone played their part well. And I thought it was a good match overall. Good start to the show. All right, we're good. we got to do the gimmick, Matt. We got to do our gimmick, and that is we are done with star ratings. We love to rate every single match with a uh, rating system, the jaw, something that kind of picks up on the show. We like to have fun with stuff because, you know what, we're kind of funny guys from time to time, depending on who you ask. Uh, so, Matt, what are you thinking for our star rating for a rating system? What are you thinking? And uh, please rate this match while you're at it. Uh, Boris, écoute moi bien. Dans Montreal, tabarnak. No, I shouldn't have said that one. That's actually a swear. But <laughs> no, we got to go with Montreal Legends. Something to pay tribute to Montreal. So I, I think I have to do Habs Legends, Montreal Canadiens out of five. So for this match, I would say overall, slightly over the Mendoza line. You know, it was a good match. I would say we're going to go three Guy Lafleurs. Three geese out of five for this one. I think that's fair. Three guys. I love it. All right. You joined in late, and that's okay. It happens. Technical issues happen. All right. So we're going to take a pause from the show. We're going to rewind a little bit. We're going to talk about the overall feelings. Matt, holy crap. How did you feel tonight? Like, honestly, I haven't been this emotional watching a wrestling show since I don't even remember when. And I was watching this show with someone who is not a wrestling fan. In fact, she makes fun of me for watching wrestling. But she watched the show with me. And let me tell you this. I'm not going to say she's converted. But she didn't laugh at my face. Well, that's a start. That's a start, buddy, for sure. I mean, like, uh, the whole show was awesome. The crowd being molten hot obviously helped that dramatically. Uh I was really like feeling it and feeling it up until that main event. And I think the way it ended is going to keep this from being remembered as an all time great show. This was still like a once in a decade wrestling fan experience, though. It was, it reminded me of money in the bank, 2011. 
uh, SummerSlam 2002 when Shawn Michaels came back. These are some moments that I remember being like so hyped for wrestling and like standing up off my couch from time to time and like fist pumping and like, you know, glad to be watching with other people in the room and everyone enjoying it. And yeah, and it just, the, the ending is just like, ah, womp womp, kind of leaves a sour taste in your mouth, you know? But it it's does, overall, okay. yeah. Look, we've seen wrestling go the route of what the people want, right? And more often than not, I think that, you know, the bookers, the whomever, the, the pencil holders, they tend to, you know, stick to their plan. And clearly their plan right now is Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania. And, yeah, you can make an argument for audibles and everything. Um, but you know what? Here's the thing. Like, the, the, the reality is, is that, like, we all knew what the result was going to be, right? Like, and I, but, but the fact that we're all still heartbroken and literally, literally, I have people on my Facebook calling wrestling ridiculous call they're, they're ready to stop watching at this point and i understand their their feelings but you know i i just feel like it's one of those cases where they they stuck to their guns and that's that's where we're going with this i guess so hey man they laid plans and they are sticking with them yeah but i i do think this was the time if ever there was a time to call an audible and the, the two shows that i referenced the big matches that stick in your head Shawn michaels big comeback he won CM Punk, he actually won. And this one, Sami Zayn didn't actually win. Eddie Guerrero, 2004, he won. You know, like, so it's hard. You and I were talking about that match earlier, right? Like, when we were saying, who do you think is going to win? I'm like, look, WWE sometimes does the unthinkable. And the perfect example is Eddie Guerrero right before WrestleMania 20 in February of 2003, four. Sorry. You know, he, he won to a lot of people's surprise, right? So, I I honestly I don't know it's I'm torn in 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 that right like I understand what WWE did but at the same time as a fan as the emotion and everything you just can't help but feel a little you know like it got kicked in the gonads exactly I'm not excuse me super angry about it I don't think the sky is falling it's just a kick in the nods, like you said, man. It's just not what we wanted from this show. I do think they will be fine. WrestleMania is still very intriguing, very compelling. I want to see the Usos versus Sammy and KO. I want to see Roman versus Cody. They And even the crowd in Montreal, there was no rioting. There was a hilarious sign that went up. That was uh, basically if, if uh, Sammy loses, we will exit quietly in a friendly manner or something. I forget exactly what the sign was. Yeah, thank you, but, Fraz, for posting that. That was great. Yes. I loved seeing that. And that I love was... seeing that interaction of our group on the Facebook group, Sunday Night's Main Event Radio. You can always find us. I uh, got to throw in the plugs, you know, got to do that. But it was great. Like, And, and that's what I love. Uh, Producer Matt, what did you think overall of the ending? Like I said, we're talking about the ending. We're talking about the atmosphere. We're talking about that emotion, that raw emotion that, you know, that we strive in for wrestling. And it's very rare that we get this emotional. Uh, so, you know, like I said, in terms of the main event and how that match went, how do you feel, Producer Matt, if you're around? Matt, yeah. Producer Matt, he's around. around. I have to be on the screen, apparently, for you guys to hear me. Um, so. I, I I really can't even speak on the emotion that came out of that match. Um, the atmosphere that that Montreal crowd added to that match that 
wouldn't have made it as big of a deal as it was without that Montreal atmosphere being a part of that match. Um, regardless of it's the hometown hero or not, Canadian crowds are a completely different breed, man. Yep. Um, we love our professional wrestling. And what was added there, um, like, legitimately blew my mind as a performer tonight. Um, that's what i was going to ask you as a performer as someone who does and takes part in this art can you even put yourself in sammy's shoes like can you imagine what that felt like no because like i've had moments this year like i've talked about on setting the standard right here in SNE radio i can do the plug thing too i'm good <laughs> we're all modern day mcfoley's i love it bang bang um no uh I've had moments this year at uh, at Cross Body Pro Wrestling where, like, I legitimately shed tears in the ring because of like how much an atmosphere that was, and that's you know a couple hundred people in a room, tens of thousands of people. Sami Zayn chants, "Fuck you, Roman!" chants, "Roman sucks!" chants. Having his wife at ringside being such an emotional part of that match, like, there's so much to grasp from this match and we're not even talking about the finish or anything we're just talking about the atmosphere that surrounds that main event match it was a thing of beauty a goddamn masterpiece all right so the media conference is going on i don't think it's going to be as crazy as all out or brawl out but the conference is going on right now and Sami Zayn says he wants to watch the replay to judge how well everything went uh sammy says he feels strangely detached like the emotions man this is crazy this is someone like who a year ago as he resigned with wwe everyone's saying why this is why this is exactly why yeah man it's looking like he and ko might main event wrestlemania night one with a tag team match that seems to be the second best thing on WrestleMania, at least in terms of build, right? So, I mean, uh, clearly he made the right decision staying in WWE. He and Kevin Owens did. And, man, yeah, it's it, I'm, I'm excited for Sammy, obviously. Though you could say WWE didn't trust him to win the big one this time, uh, I, I think it's clear that they, they have some faith in him. He's been a main event player now for what where however you define it anywhere between a year to two months to whatever but at least since the survivor series he is a stone cold main eventer in wwe and i think i I think they should have just put the put the hammer down on that you know send the crowd home truly happy and if you want to take it off sammy on raw tomorrow but anyway we'll we'll talk more about that in the main event i think yeah we will we don't have you know the beauty is we don't have too many more matches to talk about and that's the, the other thing like dude i messaged you at what 40 minutes in the show and i'm like there's only three matches left <laughs> it was funny like are we gonna get to even 11 but they did they broke 11 i think this thing i did at like what 11 10 11 15 about 11 15 yeah yeah all right let's talk about brock lesnar versus bobby lashley the big meaty guys throwing meat at each other and this <laughs> match only went sub of five minutes, went four minutes, 45 seconds. Lesnar picked up Lashley, drove him to the corner, performed the German suplex. Then Lesnar tossed Lashley to ringside, followed him, and threw him back inside. When Lesnar returned to the ring, uh, Lashley speared him 
and covered him for a near fall. Lashley speared Lesnar a second time. You heard some audible boos from this amazing Montreal crowd. Kudos if you were part of that crowd. Thank you for giving us that special experience. Lashley went for the hurt lock, but Lesnar blocked it. Lesnar countered into an F5, covered Lashley for another near fall. Lesnar sold the effects of Lashley's spear. He stood up and then hit a second F5 and covered Lashley for another near fall. We started hearing the one more time chance. Lashley applied the hurt lock. Lesnar started to fade and then came back to life, tried to power out of the hold. When that didn't work, Lesnar kicked Lashley in the balls to end the match via DQ. Yes, Matt, thank you. <laughs> what, like, this is a match that a lot of people have been looking forward to, right? You know, there are rumors that Lesnar is going to be facing someone of Gunther, you know, at WrestleMania. But it really seems like this feud isn't over just yet. I think the Gunther Lesnar thing at this moment is just fan theory and speculation. Uh, innuendo and rumor, if you will, Boris. I think they're doing this at WrestleMania, clearly. They're just running this back. No, that's what this finish is clearly setting up. No DQ, street fight, maybe some kind of cage-based fight between Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar. That's what we're going to get right. at WrestleMania. I'm telling you, and I think I called this on NXT Talker Bam, which you can listen to here on the SNME Radio Network. Gotta, you know, you gotta, gotta work that in, right? Um, no, but all, all jokes aside, I think we're going to get like a pit fight match at WrestleMania between these two. I think that's where this is going. Yes, the NXT version of an MMA fight, uh, the, the pit fight. I could see it. I could see it. I don't know if they put two guys of this caliber in that gimmick. We've only seen it like on like a smaller level, but maybe. Well, we saw it at uh, Extreme Rules, right, with Seth. True, true. That's a great point. I completely forgot about that. So, yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, we'll see. All right, after the match, Lesnar grabbed the referee, put him down with an F5. The crowd was cheering. Lesnar grabbed Lashley, gave him another F5, and then Graves questioned when is the last time Lesnar was so desperate that he had to resort to a low blow. So, again, honestly, the commentary on this show made everything feel so special. 100%. Michael Cole brought his A-game to this show. I, I said on the Facebook thread, it was UK tournament Michael Cole. He was that good. It was like as good as he's ever been, honestly, in a WWE show. I thought he was like brilliant in this program. And he added a lot to this one as well. Uh, so yeah, the lame kick in the balls finish notwithstanding, I, I thought everything else was pretty solid here. I think this is... Uh, this is a solid three and a half, 70%, a, a nice B in Canada, you know? So we're going to go three and a half Arbor Jack eyes. He's the current uh, brawler. He throws his meat around like a Montreal smoked meat sandwich he does. Yes, I know what I said, and I stand by it, Boris. Three and a half Arbor Jack eyes out of five for this one. I thought it was quite good, minus the terrible finish. Yeah, Lesnar puts Lashley through the announce table. We get holy shit chance. Everything happens. Everyone's going crazy. Uh, dude, did, did overall, you know, considering that I thought personally that this is going to be end of this feud, the way that everything happened after the match, eh, you know, I kind of liked it. Like it, it needs a bigger stage, right? Like it just needs something more. A, a, as the French say, a, I don't know what. 
Ah, yes, yes. As Mike Myers said as well. Uh, yeah, I 100% agree. And I think, yeah, we're driving right to the to the road to WrestleMania, brother, brother. Yep. All right. MMA legend George St. Pierre and the man co-labeled the unbiased Ariel Halwani were shown in the crowd together. All right. It's got to we got to talk about this. The whole Ariel Halwani, Tony Khan thing. Do we? Well, I don't know if we have to. Yeah, yeah, I just want to. Michael, but... Michael Cole took a little shot at Tony Khan, something to the effect of uh, Ariel Helwani asks the tough questions, whether you want to answer them or not. Uh, hardy, har, har. And yeah, Tony Khan taking some swipes at Ariel Helwani, though he might have a point. I'm not going to even get into that. Uh, it's just a terrible look. It's just a terrible look. You know, it's beneath you as a billionaire or at least the son of a billionaire. It's just beneath you on a Friday night, man. You could be doing anything on this planet that you could possibly imagine or dream or want. Why are you firing off angry tweets on Twitter, bro? Just, you know, Tony, Tony Khan needs a glass of the Tronquillo juice. You, you should say that word, not me. <laughs> Tranquilo. You made That's it sound the like one. a trunk juice. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus, no. Which is probably no. gonna have a little later. Um Beth <laughs> uh, okay. Phoenix versus Rhea Ripley and Finn Balor with Dominic Mysterio. Again, the crowd elevated this match so much. Oh. Like they made this match feel like a must-watch match. Something special. Yes, they did. They elevated this for sure. Well put, man. This was your sports entertainment match of the evening. Actually, I guess in the main event, too, there was a lots of sports entertaining going on. But yeah, man, this was uh, there, there was some shenanigans went way longer than I thought. But overall, a lot of fun. OK, hold on. You said it went way longer than you thought. Do you know how long this match actually was? No. All right. Let me check this. Wiki. What? minutes. 50 wow. seconds yeah it did not feel like it felt like it was over 20 honestly if you would have told me it was like 2021 i would have been like yeah okay that's right 1350 is surprising wow yeah right and that's the thing right like and it 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 makes me question whether we still want to keep going with the edge finn balor thing right like i'm not saying it's a bad matchup but Considering this match considering where we're at i kind of feel like uh i don't know it, it, it takes some I don't know. I, I just don't know. Beautiful pictures. Thank you, producer Matt, for putting those up. Look at that. Edge and Beth Phoenix. So Edge and Balor ended up fighting on the ropes. Uh, Ripley and Phoenix slipped underneath them and simultaneously powerbombed the respective opponents. Why do I sound like a robot in my notes? Uh, Ripley and Phoenix then clotheslined one another. Uh, everyone was down. A short time later, Beth Phoenix hits a grand slam on Ripley at ringside. Edge put Ballard down in the ring, hit Dom with a suicide. No, hold on. Suicide. Dom, a tope. So a Sita on the floor. Edge returned to the ring, went for a spear, but Ballard beat him to the punch with a sling blade clothesline. Ballard set up for a drop kick, but Edge speared him. Edge and Phoenix teamed up to hit FTR's big rig on Ballard, and then Edge pinned him for the win. And as I said, 13 minutes 50 seconds, Matt, thoughts? Yeah, this is one where you could, if someone was like, this was the worst matchup on the show, I dislike this strongly, I accept that. This is might not be everyone's cup of tea. I enjoyed it. Actually, I would go as far to say it's the best match on the show to this point uh, of the program. 
uh, I, I think we're being a little loose with the language here. And I am quoting 17,000 people who were chanting, fuck you, Dominic, loudly in this match. So lots of F-bombs being dropped in front of wives and children in the crowd <laughs> on, uh, uh, on, on this evening. But yeah, man, I was thoroughly sports entertained, as a lot of people say. I quite enjoyed this match. Uh, I would say it was a B plus in Canada, probably. So that's 75%. That's three and three quarter Henri Richards, the pocket rocket. All right. Uh, Graves is hyping up the Nation Chamber press conference, which is happening right now. We're trying to get reports. We're trying to get notes as all of that is going on. Roman Reigns was shown drinking the show's sponsor energy drink in his locker room while Paul Heyman spoke behind him. And then it is time for the men's elimination chamber, which was for the U.S. championship as Austin Theory, your champion, went up against Seth Rollins, went up against Johnny Gargano, Bronson Reed, Montez Ford, and Damian Priest. Matt, yeah. everyone in this match is elevated, in my opinion. Yes, all six guys came out looking better, man. I, I'm going to start with a hot take. I, 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 it's, it's baking in the oven. I'm not sure if I'm going to, you know, take it out. It's still in there at 450 degrees. It's, it's really, it's, you know, I'm getting a nice sear to it. But, man. Don't burn the house down. I won't burn the house down. Don't worry. Uh, this might be the greatest elimination chamber match of all time. It might be, it's in the top five. It was very, very good. Now your contenders, the first one in 2002, the Puerto Rico chamber in 2005, awesome match. The one where John Cena gets eliminated early with the John Cena meme. I believe it's 2009. Awesome match. 2019, the Kofi Bryan chamber. I think that's the best chamber. This is uh, knocking at the door, though, man. This was a fabulous wrestling match. This was incredible. I see producer Matt popping up, which means he wants to say something. Matt, what's your take? Dude, um, this, uh, all I can say about this match right from the get-go, Montez Ford is a yes. fucking star. Yes. 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 An Holy absolute star-making breakout performance from one half of the Street Profits tonight. I think it's obvious after this match that I love Angel Dawkins, but man, like, sky is the goddamn limit for Montez Ford. Okay, so, Matt, while you're here, producer Matt, while you're here, uh, podcast host Matt, um, <laughs> he has this theory that it's going to be Austin Theory versus John Cena at WrestleMania. John Cena is going to win the U.S. title, and then the next night at Raw, we're going to see Montez Ford win the title. Is it, are we crazy? Or like considering how this match went and Montez Ford just being elevated, I don't see that being a crazy idea anymore. You know what? I don't see that out of the realm of possibility right now, especially like he hung up there with literally a former full-time world champion in Seth Rollins. A guy who's literally one of the best baby faces in the history of pro wrestling, in my personal opinion, Johnny Gargano. Bronson Reed, great to see him back in the in the mix of things as well. Like this match was fantastic. Yep. All right. Let's talk about Angela Dawkins, his tag team partner. And I love this term. Uh thank you. Thank you. Thank you for putting this up there. Um, is Angela Dawkins going to be Marty Jannettied? Well, define the term. Is he going to be fired six times for doing drugs? Hopefully, <laughs> no. I would say no, not I that. From a storyline <laughs> point of view. God Is he going to make really now. weird Facebook posts? <laughs> <laughs> 
jury's out. Uh, no, I mean, well, will he have the least successful career of the two guys in the tag team? Probably. Probably. I don't think... I, well, here's two things that I'm going to say. I don't think he's going to have a bad career, and I don't think Marty Jannetty was bad in any way, other than, like, behavior-wise, which was obviously terrible all of the time. But yeah, no, Marty Jannetty was an incredible wrestler who just got in his own way over and over and over and over and over and still continues to. Uh, I, I feel a, bit, a little bit on that. I get in my way all the damn time. But yeah, no, Angelo <laughs> Dawkins... <laughs> Angelo Dawkins is working hard. He's improved a lot, and I think he will be fine. He will find a spot. He's better than a lot of wrestlers uh, out there in WWE yep. and out of WWE. I agree. Tommy Lang, thank you for giving us your full attention. He says the news conference is over and the PLE daddies now have my full attention. <laughs> Those incorrect were your PLE boppies. <laughs> I love it. I love it. The alliteration. Very good. But yeah, no, right. let's, let's, let's get into some of the craziness of this uh, absolutely batshit insane match. Where do we even start? Johnny Gargano and Seth Rollins start the match. The crowd is chanting Rollins' songs. The match started. Uh, once they stop, we get a lighter Johnny wrestling chant. Uh, the wrestlers are going back and forth. Gargano ends up spearing Rollins through the ropes onto the area between the ring and the change. Uh, the chains, not the channel. I don't know what I said. The third entrant was Austin Theory, your U.S. champ. He starts barking at the referee to open his pod and then went right after both opponents. Rollins ended up working over Theory inside a pod and Gargano joined in. Fourth person was Damian Priest. He put Gargano down with a big boot and then worked over Rollins with kicks and punches. Priest hit both men with leaping elbows in opposite corners and then put Gargano down with a broken arrow. Priest stuffed a Rollins pedigree attempt, spiked his head onto the mats, uh, Priest picks up a near fall on Gargano. Priest went for his chokeslam finisher on Rollins, who flipped completely out of it. Priest caught him with a kick, hit the unprettier for a near fall. Theory patted Priest on the back. Priest drops Theory with that and a kick. Eventually, Priest had all three opponents down. Uh, we start getting a this is awesome chant. Rollins catches Priest on the top rope uh, and superplexed him. Uh, then rolled through and performed a falcon arrow for the near fall. Then we get Bronson Reed. I'm going to stop there for a second. You know, I, I think that you and I, we've been following Bronson Reed's career in WWE for a long time. Then we saw him go do his run in Impact in New Japan Pro Wrestling. But honestly, Bronson Reed, a star in the making over the past few weeks. Uh, yeah, well, it's it's a tough beat because in New Japan, he was beaten Okada and he looked like he was really on the way to something special there. And then he came back to WWE and he was cooled off a little bit, but they have done a good job getting that ball rolling again. I think Bronson Reed has a lot to offer, man. He's a he's a really good big man in that ring. Um, and yeah, I hope that this is the start of a renewed push for the big man. Agreed. Justin Lacey, we love you too. All right, Robson <laughs> Reed. He immediately ran into Theory outside of the ring. Reed entered the ring, hit a double move on Gargano and Rollins. A little bit after that, and the sixth and final entrance was Montez Ford. Reed walked over, waited for him. Ford comes out firing and put him down with a step up in Ziguri. Priest grabbed Ford, who then worked over Theory with some kicks and a spine buster. Ford set up for a move 
Reed cut him off with the clothesline. Theory powered up forward, who slipped away, uh, and then power slimed him. Uh, pr- later on in the match, Priest catches Ford going for a move, ends up setting him up for a crucifix power bomb. Ford grabbed him, climbed on the side of the chamber. Uh, Ford then pulled himself up using the roof chains and then dropped onto the pile of his opponents. And a holy shit chant breaks out. Gargano, Ford, and Rollins hit triple super kicks on Reed. Like, they are making Bronson Reed like this unstoppable force. And I absolutely love that. So subtle. So subtle. And even with Bronson Reed being the first person eliminated, he looked great. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, They hit him with all their finishers. Ford capped it off with a frog splash. And the crowd sang goodbye to read yes the na 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 hey 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 goodbye so bronson reed getting some heel heat in this match and yeah they threw the entire cavalry at this guy to get him out so yeah he looked strong in defeat though he was the first man out of this thing uh yep gargano and priest uh eventually get up as they're fighting gargano super kicked priest uh used the chamber wall to perform a tornado ddt gargano took out theory caught Ford leaping with a super kick. Gargano entered the ring, hopped over the ropes, spiked Theory with a DDT on the way down. Moments later, Priest ended up putting Gargano down with a razor's edge to eliminate him in 23 minutes, five seconds. Yes, the Priest's edge uh, from, yeah, from the, uh, like, what would you call them? The black pads, I guess, from, from the outdoors in. And that was that was a nice spot. I love that they treat the Razor's edge like a finish, like a, like a death spot. It should be. It's a deadly finisher. Yep. All right. Priest catches Ford on the ropes. Um, Rollins then comes from behind. Priest held him up while Ford performed a blockbuster and pin Bree. So this was like a, I guess, a power bomb blockbuster combo or the sorts. Yeah, and Montez Ford, like everything he does, so spectacular, just just from the heavens, literally, well, almost not, not literally. Uh, anyway, just the incredible athleticism that he showed. Look at this picture we have on the screen right now. You've already talked about this spot, but. Look like he does a I don't even know what you'd call it, like a chin up gainer to do a moon salty thing onto all of his opponents. Like this man is incredible. And that blockbuster was absolutely spectacular. One that I'll remember for a long time, actually. Just the height he got on that man. Damian Priest is not a small guy, and he hit that like it was nothing. Like with the ease that you would pick up your pillow in the middle of the night, you know, like. Oh, yeah, man. Ford puts Theory down with Uranagi kick. Ford went for a top rope frog splash. Theory puts his knees up. Ford uh, used his momentum, set him up over the middle rope. Rollins performed a stomp on Ford, and Theory ended up pinning him. And the crowd did not like this as Montez Ford was eliminated by Austin Theory in 27 minutes, 45 seconds. They did a really good job with this, too. They brought out the referees. He ate a curb stomp on the deadly black mats, Boris, so he was out. Uh, actually, my my cousin Brad was watching the show, and he texted me like, oh, is Montez, like, really hurt? Because they actually did a good job of selling the concussion angle. But alas, it was an angle to keep the door open for what would come next in this Elimination Chamber match, big homie. The match came down to Theory and Rollins. While the referees tended to Ford, Rollins put Theory down and got a near fall. The referee checked on Ford yet again and called for help. Ford was helped to his feet by two trainers who helped him out of the chamber while the crowd chanted his name. 
Ford fell once again as he got to the ring steps. The door remained open inside the ring. Rollins went for a stop on Theory, who avoided it. Rollins ended up putting Theory down with a pedigree. Rollins set up for a stomp. And then Logan Paul enters the chamber, hits a, a buckshot lariat on Rollins while the crowd booed. Paul performed a stomp on Rollins. Paul left the chamber, climbed up the side to watch while Theory picked up uh, Rollins and hit a A-Town down for the win in 31 minutes, 30 seconds. There we go. The big setup for the match we all knew was probably going to happen, but it seems like we're one step closer for it being official. Yeah, it's going to be Logan Paul versus Seth Rollins at WrestleMania, and it begs the question, what's next for Theory? I hope it's Theory versus Cena. That's a big spot for the kid. And, uh, yeah, I do think that will lead to Cena winning and then losing to Montez right away. I think that's where we're all going. This match kind of feeds that theory a little bit. Uh, that theory. Anyway, this uh, this here wrestling match was very, very good. A great professional wrestling match. And as producer Matt said, a breakout performance for Montez Ford. Jesus Christ, oh mercy. Man, he was awesome in this match. Yep. How would you rate this match, buddy? We're going to go. Uh, I think I think it's going to be a match that we talk about at the end of the year, Boris, on our big top 123 Ooh. of 2023 list. So to make that cutoff, it's got to be four and a quarter, 85%, a full A in Canada. So we're going four and a quarter carry prices out of five. My favorite hab of this generation. So, you know, I love this match. Yeah, man. All right. If you're watching on Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube, welcome to the show. This is SNME's Elimination Chamber Review After Party. We are having a blast here chatting all things. You can be part of the conversation, and you can actually let us your give us your feedback if you're a patron, uh, or as I like to call it, part of the family, because honestly, that's what we are here. Uh, and you can become part of the family if you go to patreon.com slash SNME radio. Brandon says, what up? SNME gang, what's up there? And uh, Tommy Lang, it's Boppies, PLE Boppies, as in father, as in David Ortiz, Boppy. big Boppy. Yeah, man. All right, Roman Reigns, and it's time for the main event, dude. This just the setup before the match, everything. I got so emotional. Like, it was crazy how emotional this match got. Sammy cried during his entrance. Sammy cried. I, 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 probably, I may have dropped a tear or two had he won the match. But to me, this was 85% uh, of a classic match here. Like, it was almost good, and they just didn't stick the landing. It's not that it wasn't good. I'd say the crowd and the match itself, the layout makes this a classic match. I do think it will go down in history as a classic match and moment in, in the, the oeuvre of WWE, but man, they didn't stick the landing. I think this was a big mistake, a big mistake. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to give them the benefit of doubt, right? I, I, I'm trying so hard where they had a plan. They have a plan for Owens and Zane. They have a plan for, for Reigns and Cody, and they're just sticking to that plan. But, you know, we talked about this oftentimes in wrestling. Like, you know, if there's ever been a time to call the audible, this may have been it. 
Yes, I 100% agree. And there's so many things you can do. If you want to put a world title on Sammy and keep it on him, you could do a thing where there were so many shenanigans in this match that uh, you're giving Roman one of the titles back, but you're keeping one on Sammy. They did enough in this match that that could uh, that could have worked. They could have, like I said earlier, just beaten Sammy on Raw tomorrow. Huge title match, big rematch. Sammy Zayn versus Roman Reigns and Roman pins him. And you, then you do this finish there. Uh, I don't know. To me, it's just like you have so few opportunities to create a, a generational moment. I understand you have plans, and I understand this would have weakened Cody's eventual win at WrestleMania had Sammy won it first. I get that, but I would argue that this moment would is going to would have been bigger than Cody's eventual win will be. I actually, and maybe that's bias. I'm a Montreal Canadiens fan who's in Canada. There, there's a jersey like six inches to my left right here. Like it's tough, man. I'm clearly biased, but yeah, no, this it left a sour taste in my mouth just a little bit. Not, not like dead in five years, companies ruined WrestleMania sucks. No, I'm not that far, but I would have not beaten Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn would have won this match. He would have brought his family in. It would have been a big triumphant moment. I would have had Roman Reigns tap out to the sharpshooter in the middle of the goddamn wrestling ring. That's what I would have done. That's what I wanted to see. Alas, here we are, buddy. Exactly. Here we are. And it would have been like the ultimate, like, uh, you know, I'm sorry for Survivor Series 97 with that, but yeah. here we are. Roman Reigns makes his entrance. He comes with Paul Heyman. And then Cole noted that Reigns had been champion for 902 days and has not been pinned since September 2019. Cole brought up Ivan Koloff defeating Bruno San Martino and said that Koloff was from Montreal again. Honestly, Cole and Graves were just on point tonight, just making everything feel bigger. Yeah, Cole, Cole's best moment of the show, in my opinion, was Roman's entrance. I thought he was killing it all all night, and he did a good job in the main event. But yeah, it was, I really noticed it during Roman's entrance. We get the F.E. Roman chant, and then, Matt, worlds apart plays for Sami Zayn. And one of the greatest, loudest pops in WWE history ensues, and Sami cries on his way to the ring, and everyone's losing their mind. And then... For the first four or five minutes of this match, after the bell rings, the crowd's just chanting. It's just a chant fest. Yeah, that's exactly it. The bell rings after Samantha Irvin does the formal introductions. Uh, Zane smiles and kind of starts looking uh, stone-faced uh, to Reigns across the ring. Just the crowd is going crazy. We get Olay chants. Wrestlers finally, eventually lock up. Um, four minutes and 15 seconds after the opening. Four minutes and 15 seconds after the match started. The match actually didn't start. And that was crazy. And the crowd ate every second of it. We get a bunch of F.U. Roman chants. Um, you know, uh, yeah, dude. Cole doing everything he can. You know, saying, make them believe Sammy. It was crazy. Amazing call. Uh, Zane stood stands over Reigns in the corner. We get punches. The crowd is chanting and counting along. Zane followed up um, with an elbow from the middle rope and then covered Reigns for just the one count. Graves and Reigns 
uh, Graves said Reams uh, came up holding his ear after the flip dive and seemed kind of off balance. Zayn went back to the ropes, kept and leapt into an uppercut from Reigns, who sold for a moment and then uh, licked his chops while looking at the crowd. We get a lot of uh, footage of Sami Zayn's family, which is really added to the emotion. I'm just going to jump a little bit in this match, right? Because this match... I think was your typical Roman Reigns match. And that's not a bad thing. Uh, but, you know, it's his opponent gets a, like the one up and Roman Reigns eventually counters and finds a way in. But the way that they built this match is like every pin attempt after kind of like the halfway point, it was just so close, so close. And the crowd ate it up. I ate it up. The person I was watching with turns to me in the middle of this match and she says, I get it. I know why you like this stuff. Um, yeah, so Rain sits on the mat. He, he's kind of in disbelief because he doesn't know how to put uh, Zane away. Rain starts yelling at Zane. Uh, Zane stands up and he starts hitting with slaps on Reigns. Uh, Reigns goes for a Superman punch uh, that Zane avoided and he ends up hitting the referee. So we got that big ref bump. Heyman pulls a chair out from underneath the ring, hands it to Reigns. And this is when Jay Uso appears at ringside, enters the ring. Reigns barked at his cousin who scowled at him. Reigns asked if uh asked Jay if uh why he's if he's whether he's with him or he's with Zane. Reigns held out the chair, handed it to Jay while Zane remained against the ropes. Reigns turned his back to Jay and uh he kind of jawed at Zane. Reigns turned back, snapped his fingers at Jay, encouraging him to hurry up and hit Zane. Reigns took the chair away from Jay and then uh, hit him twice. Zane tried to spear Reigns, who moved, causing Sammy to spear Jay accidentally. Jay tumbled out of the ring and then hit Reigns, uh, Zane, with a bunch of chair shots. Reigns continues to hit Zane with chair shots. Reigns went to the corner. He did his war cry before spearing Zane. Reigns covered Zane. One of the referees eventually returned to the ring, did the three counts in 32 minutes, 20 seconds, and still your undisputed WWE Universal Champion is Roman Reigns. Reigns got to his feet, uh, and then Jimmy entered the ring. Reigns encouraged Jimmy to attack Zane, which he did. That's when we hear Kevin Owens' music playing. He walks out. Jimmy went to meet Owens, who made quick work out of Jimmy. Uh, Owens entered the ring, tackled Reigns. He threw punches at Reigns. Owens ends up kicking and stunning Owens. Uh, Jimmy returned and also ate a kick and a stunner. Owens followed Jimmy to ringside, performed a pop-up powerbomb that drove Jimmy through the broadcast table. Owens grabbed a chair. Paul Heyman enters the ring behind Owens, hits him with a series of really wimpy and hilarious punches. Owens no-sold. Owens turns around, kicks Heyman, and puts him down with a stunner. Owens stood in the middle of the ring with Zayn standing behind him in one corner while Reigns was in the opposite corner. Owens steps back, and Zayn blasts Owens with a haluva kick. Zayn entrance uh, music played. Owens left the ring. Owens stopped looked back at Zane before heading to the stage. Zane hunched over on the ropes. Owen stood on the stage, keeps staring at Zane, and they have this back and forth. Zane looks upset. 
Reigns is down. The crowd is kind of shook. And that, my friends, is how Elimination Chamber ended. Yes, sir. Yeah. Shades of uh, the Stanley Cup final versus Tampa Bay. Close, but no cigar. I guess the scrappy underdog couldn't take down the giant. After all, wompity wompity. Yeah. So I don't know. It's professional wrestling. You guys write the script. It's a sport you can plan. And I understand you have a plan, but sometimes you got to pivot, man. Sometimes you got to pivot. You don't always have to go full Tony Khan and just stick to your script no matter what. Uh, yeah. yeah, so so we've said it. We've said it, man. I think it was a mistake, but I still think it was a classic match, more so for the crowd than anything else. But Sammy was incredible in this match. You said it was a typical Roman Reigns match. You know what? I'll kind of grant that, but it was the best typical Roman Reigns match, you know? That's the thing, right? Like, I hold Roman really high. He can have a great match with a lot of people, right? And and I didn't mean it, like, as a slag to Roman Reigns. I just meant that, you know, as in his 902 days as champ, this is what we've kind of grown accustomed to, right? And uh, it was on a different level. Uh, it was special. It was emotional. And it, this is why we watch professional wrestling. I agree. I understand why people might be upset, why people might be angry, but I kind of feel like WWE just stuck to their gears and, 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 you know, it's Cody reigns. And then you have Sami Zayn and uh, KO right against the Usos. And that's where we're going to get. It seems. Well, yeah, that it's, that's kind of been the plan. It seems for months and months and months. And I get it. I get that's where they're going, but yeah, call a quick audible. Like, I think this was a big mistake. Uh, someone in the chat, the vanilla gorilla just says that Kevin Owens didn't look happy. I'm not sure if it was because of the story. I agree. I, I spotted that too. I maybe, maybe we're just looking too much into it myself in this vanilla gorilla, but I do agree. I think he was mad. I think he had a little bit of what they call in wrestling, the boo-boo face when you go out and you, you clearly don't want to perform the thing you're doing. Although he was, he had fun. He got a huge pop in front of his crowd. I'm sure he didn't hate it, but Sammy should have won this match, man. That's just all there is to it. In my opinion, I will always and forever think that I understand why they didn't, but I don't think it hurts Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes that much. It, it To me, it's the exact, exact scenario of Mick Foley, Austin, and The Rock. And it's like Mick Foley not winning that title on Raw January 4th, 1999. And that's a world I don't want to live in, you know? Yeah, I get you, man. All right, whether you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, uh, come join us on the Melon app. And the way that you can do that and get your voice heard is by being part of the family, patreon.com slash Radio. Matt, how would you rate that main event? Well, thank you for asking, big homie. Again, maybe it's maybe maybe it's a rating given directly and solely to the crowd. I'm not quite sure exactly uh, what the secret sauce was to this match, but I do think it was an all-time classic with just the wrong finish, but still an all-time classic wrestling match. I will say four and a half, uh, let's say four and a half, Maurice, the Rocket Richards, buddy, out of five. It's a 90%. It's an A-plus in Canada. And yeah, it's something that that I'll remember for years, but it'll always it'll always leave a little bit of a sour taste in the old, uh, in the old boosh. Yep, all right. Um, we're going to throw it to our patrons and our family members here very shortly. Uh, but before we do that, Matt, thumbs up or thumbs down? No thumbs in the middle. Yes or no? Was this pay-per-view good? Yeah, you got to pick a side. Of course, this pay-per-view is good. And if they would have stuck the landing, it would have been an all-timer on the list of WrestleMania X7 
and choose your AEW pay-per-view and SummerSlam 2002 and Money in the Bank 2011. And there's all these different options that you could say are, are among the best. This is close. This was like on the B tier of the best pay-per-views of all time, though. It's it's closer to Canadian Stampede than it is to like the all-time great uh, pay-per-views. But it was it was brilliant. A, a solid, solid thumbs up. And if you want to hear more about the Elimination Chamber match and where it uh, stacks up versus the rest of them, on the next BAM available Monday, Sunday night's main event radio and other places, there will be a top 10 Elimination Chambers list. And uh, this year's show is included. So come check that out. It will be fun. All right, producer Matt, come back up. Let us know what your thoughts are on the pay-per-view before we throw it to everyone else. Yeah, this is a top-tier pay-per-view in terms of uh, what isn't considered your top four. Um, I, I truly believe that WWE has been coming out swinging the last couple of premium live events, and I, I think we're like really seeing the influence that Triple H has had on the booking uh, going forward. And I think WrestleMania, we're setting up for a heck of a show. That's exactly it. And before we throw it to our, our patrons, I want to ask the two of you, you know, have you ever been this hyped for a WrestleMania and, and, and in a long time, right? Like, I don't know about you guys, but I haven't been this excited. And, dude, I'm going to watch Raw on Monday, like, live. That's huge. So have you guys been this, like, pumped for the product, WWE, that is? in how long and are you hyped for wrestlemania we'll start with producer matt sorry about that technical difficulties um it's crazy to me um no i haven't been this excited for a wrestlemania since i was I, I feel like almost a kid at this point like right how much which how much that has been built up and the way stories are being told and the atmosphere that's going into this year's wrestlemania um the two night dynamic has added a lot too over the past couple of years, inserting that into the mix too. So I'm really intrigued to see what we've got on tap for this year's WrestleMania. Yep. Matt, um, podcast partner, Matt, what are your thoughts? Yes, uh, sir. Yeah. I'm going to throw a little cold water on it. I was way more pumped until the show ended. And now I'm not going to watch raw. I'm not going to watch SmackDown. I will continue to watch NXT because of our second podcast on the network, NXT talk available Wednesday mornings. Check it out. Uh <laughs> We're just plugging everything. And I love it. I love it. I know, right? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, no, man. I, 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 okay. I'm still very excited for this WrestleMania. And actually, if I thought long and hard, maybe still more excited than any WrestleMania since Benoit when I really had to take a long look at my wrestling fandom and kind of left it for like three or four years and then came back and this might be the most I'm pumped for Wrestlemania but still like I know I could be even more pumped and like the the, the finish in this definitely was like well at least I don't have to watch Raw and Smackdown next week <laughs> so that's a silver lining so you guys were talking about the main I just want to insert this really quick before we go to a word for our sponsors and then into the Patreon side of the show with Sammy having Roman pinned clean on camera for as long as he did is there a possibility in your two personal opinion we see him added to that main event in any form or fashion is he gonna dan o'brien this thing oh man you know what before tonight i would have said no but something in me like this is turning into wrestlemania 2000 right like where you just have to add him almost 
Uh, I don't see it, to be honest. I, I think it makes sense, but I don't think they will do it. I wish they yeah. would. Like, it'd be cool if they did. But I think, I don't know. I think even the Montreal crowd, like I said, they weren't that mad. They were upset that their favorite lost, but they weren't like, I, I think they're, that we're pretty, we're all pretty much okay with Roman versus Cody, especially in the next six weeks. It'll sink in. I think it'll be fine. Is there any chance we see a split between the titles and we see two Roman title defenses and Sammy involved in maybe that way. I can see that being the more possible thing going on. Right. Um, but it's, does this mean that Roman is going to lose two nights back to back? How does that leave Roman? Uh, you know, does it take away from Cody's eventual big win, not winning both titles? Like there's a lot to consider with that option, right? Plus but, the Usos, what do they do for WrestleMania? If that gets taken out of the picture as well, there's a lot to consider. Kevin Owens, right? Like that's a huge spot that Kevin Owens would lose if Sami Zayn gets inserted into the main event picture, right? Uh, I I just honestly think, and it's the unfortunate thought, but I just do think that they're gonna stick to the plans, and the plans being Cody Reigns and Usos, Sami and uh, KO. Nah, I a hundred percent agree, and I do think once WrestleMania actually hits, it'll feel like the right thing. All right, so we're going to listen or we're going to get your feedback if you are a patron member, patreon.com slash SNME radio. But before we do that, we have some words from our sponsor, which we can throw to. And I'm going to keep drinking some water while that happens. All right, y'all. We'll be back in about two. Big shouts out to our sponsors, The Handshaking Team. Go to thehandshakingteam.com or facebook.com slash handshakingteam where you can check out their live auctions where they sell wrestling memorabilia, wrestling action figures, autographs, you name it, they auction it off. In terms of wrestling merch, cheapest place to find the coolest stuff. So check out The Handshaking Team. Next up, the awesome... Boy Show, Sunday, March 26th at the Small Arms Inspection Building in Mississauga. This will be the first ever event in Mississauga history to give a trip away to WrestleMania. Yeah, WrestleMania Hollywood. Also featured, four-time Emmy Award-winning TV host Chris Van Fleet. He will be in the house and he will be doing an official meet and greet along with a Q&A session with everyone in attendance. In addition to that, Impact Wrestling's own current X Division champion, Trey Miguel, along with Aiden Prince, will be there doing a meet and greet as well. So check out the awesome toy show in Mississauga at the Small Arms Inspection Building, Sunday, March 26th. Sportcards.com, Canada's number one stop for WWE, AEW, UFC, NHL, NBA, and NFL hobby boxes. Total, Total Sport Cards always delivers the most sought-after products with the best price points in the market that you can find. Keep your collection up to date Total. with TotalSportCards.com. TotalSportCards.com, proud sponsor of Sunday night's main event. All right, we're back. We're gonna throw it right back to the patrons. Uh, Matt, producer Matt, that is. Do we have anyone? 
Yes, we do. So let's bring in our very first Patreon of the evening. Yeah, He's well, been uh, actually hanging out in the chat the entire night. Ladies and gentlemen, Kevin, are you there? I'm going to give you a chance to come on in. I'm not too sure if you've got video or not, but we're going to bring you on in, my friend. Kevin, are you there, sir? Oh, Kevin, it's your time to shine, pal. All oh, right, we'll, we'll wait a little bit longer on uh, Kevin. Kevin, if uh, you, you get in here, just give us a message in the chat. We got another person waiting in the chat. Larry, I don't know if you are available, if we're going to have any sort of technical issues, but Larry, you are live here. Larry, can you hear us? Oh. All right, people, please have some proper mics. <laughs> Turn down the volume. Turn down the volume. There's tons of feedback also. Yes, yes. Uh, but we'll... we'll kick it for a couple of minutes here and give you guys a little bit of time to get in the chat please have a proper mic please have proper uh, video if you want to hop in here we would love to have you guys patreon.com slash sme radio guys what a friggin' show i know like it was honestly all things considered the ending aside it was so much fun like i said i was watching with someone who doesn't understand she questions my sanity when I talk about wrestling. But in the middle of the minivan, she just turns to me and she's like, I get it. As I'm like crying like a little baby. I love this stuff. Now you see why I love it. <laughs> Amazing, man. Yeah, I that's, that's such a cool experience to watch with someone who doesn't watch very often, especially a big show like this. And yeah, it was an incredible show with a great crowd. Shout out to all 17,000 plus who filled La Centre Belle. Uh, because they did a great job. You were the real MVPs of this show. Yeah, while we're waiting, man, because I said what my finish would have been. Roman Reigns submits to the sharpshooter in the middle of the ring. One, two, three. Uh, what would you have done? Triple H says, Boris Aguilar, you are the booker. You book the main event of Elimination Chamber 2023. What's the finish? I would have gone with exactly what happened tonight. Really? I'm joking. Oh. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Jeez, that was like, uh, blew my mind. The hottest take nothing, of the podcast. Nothing makes me happier than 17,000 Montrealers upset. <laughs> Man, fuck you. <laughs> no, honestly, your ending is literally the best ending humanly possible, right? Like, I think that would have just driven everyone absolutely insane. Montreal would have gone crazy. Cars would have been flipped in happiness as opposed to upset because the canadians suck uh again boo just boo this man this is throw i'm throwing tomatoes at you virtually with my mind uh yeah i don't know man like i i think it was a missed opportunity but whatever we we roll on on the road to wrestlemania and there are some you know there are some exciting things to come it'll be cool to see if any of our nxt favorites get up on this show uh, either before or after wrestlemania i think cameron grimes is at uh shit or get off the pot time <laughs> you, you know like he really is right like I, I i i like i said if we still did our our milk carton segment uh which highlights where the hell are they uh cameron grimes it would be turned into the where the fuck is cameron grimes uh segment like we cameron grimes we haven't seen him in so long um, so with that said, as we're on the road to WrestleMania, let's talk about that because we got to talk about, you know, the NXT guys a little show some love, uh, because you can listen to NXT talk every Wednesday morning here on SNME radio. Who do you think is going to get the call up? 
Braun Breaker for sure. It's time. The crowd's starting to turn on him a little bit because he's been in NXT too long. He has accomplished all there is to accomplish there. So he's got to move up. Uh, Roxanne Perez is ready in the ring. She's not ready promo-wise, so I would keep her down in NXT for a little bit. I feel like Indy Hartwell is on the same pot as Cameron Grimes, and it's time for her to either shit or get off of thine. You know, I, I just, I, I, I'm not sure about Indy, but I think she's going to get a shot on the main roster. So yeah, uh, for the men, Braun Breaker, for the women, Indy Hartwell are my number one draft picks to be on the Raw after WrestleMania. Yep, I, I totally agree with you there. Uh, let's talk about WrestleMania a little bit. Um, you know, it's clear that we're getting Roman versus Cody as the main event night too. Uh, do you foresee like uh, any anything like uh, any any weirdness there, or, or is that going to be the plan? I think that's the plan, and um, I think The Rock will interfere. Maybe that's something that I've been maybe pitching. Like The Rock shows up at WrestleMania to interfere to set up a match with Roman whenever SummerSlam, maybe next year's WrestleMania. That could be a thing. I don't know how they're going to get exactly to Cody winning, but I think Cody will win. He'll beat Roman Reigns. What's funny to me is Cody's already hitting three crossroads on dudes to win matches. So Roman's going to kick out of the three crossroads. So what is he going to have to do? Hit five, hit 12, you know? So I think Roman might have to lose to a rock bottom and a Cody solo. What, what was um, Dusty's finisher? He didn't really have, I guess, a finisher. He did, he did a lot of elbows. Maybe you'd say a middle rope elbow or like the bionic elbow that he hit guys with. But he lot lots of elbows. He would win matches with like just a running elbow a lot to a downed opponent. Yeah. <laughs> Let him win with the... Uh... Uh, CM Punk's finisher or a V trigger. That's how I would do it. All right. Joe Aguinaldo with possibly the hottest take of the night. Joe Aguinaldo can be heard every single Thursday on All Elite Weekly as him, as he's one half of the old Fs along with the legendary Dan Levransky. This is what Joe had to say. I'd have liked to see Roman with a clean win. If you're not going to put Sammy over, then have Roman as a dominant champion going into Mania. Could definitely see that argument. If you're going to not put Sammy over, I would not exactly have done it the way they did. I would have been more, uh, I don't know, Jay Uso, I think, would have been more aggressive. If you're just going to have Sammy lose and they're going to face the Usos anyway, you know, but I guess they're still sowing seeds of doubt for the Usos and the bloodline later. Like the bloodline is still probably going to fracture, and that's why they did exactly what they did. I, I can see a lot of logic to what Joe's saying, though. If you're going to have Sammy lose anyway, you might as well go full hog. Yep. And remember, you can listen to Joe Aguinaldo and his old effery with uh, Dan Lavransky every single Thursday on All Elite Weekly. The standard is back. What's going on? Hello, right? guys. I actually uh, I bring in a member of our uh, sponsor team, the handshaking team. I welcome in Eric live from Mexico. Eric, what's oh. going on? Hey. You might want to. Oh, you might want to unmute yourself, pal. <laughs> no, no. God bless live. Oh, for three. Oh. <laughs> oh, lordy. Oh no! That is just pal. I think that's uh, that's the world trying to tell us to wrap it up a little bit on this late Saturday night, guys. Right. Uh, I, I think I I think you guys will take it away. I'm gonna 
bounce for the evening, guys. It has been an absolute pleasure. Everybody that has watched this awesome fucking after party, I apologize for the swearing. That's how excited I am. Thank you, guys. I'm out of here. Wrap it up, boys. All right, the standard, Matt. You can catch him every other Friday on setting the standard as we get his journey from just a referee to being a professional wrestler here on the Ontario indie scene. Uh, thanks so much, Matt. And honestly, producer Matt, thank you so much. I'm loving the graphics. I'm loving the production. I'm loving everything. Oh, I'm loving this. This is honestly awesome. All right. So it sounds like uh, we're having issues bringing people on tonight. Uh, but just remember, you can let us know what you think on the Facebook group, uh, facebook.com slash radio. You can be part of the family for just $5 each and every single month. Honestly, it's cents. Cents on the dollar for every single show that you get. You get about two shows a day. Half of them are wrestling, half of them are pop culture, and 100% of them are amazing. Uh, you can be part of the family if you go to patreon.com slash Radio. Matt, any final words before we go? Uh, yeah, just uh, to everyone who listened uh, and who, you know, uh, chirped on the Facebook group and just had fun watching wrestling tonight. That's what it's all about. And please, if you uh, are watching this on YouTube, please feel free to leave your opinion of what they should have done in the main event. Are we wrong? Should they have put Roman over? Because he's the champ. He's going into WrestleMania. Who cares about this scrawny kid from Montreal, right? We're clearly biased Canadians. Uh, you know, I, I, I would love to hear everyone's feedback. And in a respectful way of course please uh but man it was just it was a ton of fun watching professional wrestling tonight and we have something to debate and worry about and uh you know chat about with our friends for the next uh x amount of years really because this was an all-timer that they left on the table buddy an all-timer it really was an all-timer i'm i'm so giddy I am so giddy still about the show and everything that's been going on with WWE, uh, which is very rare. Um, yeah, exactly, Jake. The technical gremlins have cursed us, but it is what it is. We love you all. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, keep it locked here on SNME Radio because we have so many shows. Matt and I are going to be back talking all things sports, entertainment, and we bring it all together to chat all things sports entertainment on BAM. That's coming on Monday because, as Matt mentioned, we have a we have a list list galore. Yeah, top ten elimination chamber matches. We're also going to talk a, a whole lot of sports. You know, basketball and hockey. The trade deadline coming up in hockey. I believe it's Friday, March third, off the top of my head. I think that's correct. Uh, yeah, so we have lots going on. We have that uh, Elimination Chamber list. We're going to probably talk New Japan Battle at the Valley. I got all this coffee in me. I'm going to be up till four tonight anyway, so I might just throw that on as soon as I'm done here. <laughs> as soon as we're done here, I am going to get a beverage of the alcoholic kind. Ah. Thank you so much to everyone. Thank you, patrons. Thank you whether you're watching on Twitter, Facebook, or YouTube. It means so much to us and to the patrons. Uh, we're going to get you. We're going to hear your voice because we're going to be back for the next after party in just a handful of weeks two of them two couple weeks uh, there's some we all things as we chat chat in a fortnight as we chat all things aew revolution it is revolution yeah it's revolution uh aew revolution that's going to be the old f's joe and dan coming at you for that show uh that's in two weeks on sunday uh so 15 i guess it is two weeks today he's matt there's the other Matt. 
I'm Boris. Thank you for listening. And remember, stay tranquilo. Triple H, écoute-moi bien. Ash, throw it to